Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Armor Report, guys. Just give me a second here. All right, everybody. Welcome to the Armor Report. Um, I'm your host, Brett Rosenthal. This is a show about stock market investing. You all know this by now, but I always start that way for anybody new. This is a crazy day. This is um, market breakdown day. I have a lot to unpack for you. So um, let's do that. Let's do that right now. This is a live trading desk, guys. Forgive me on some days. You know, I'm, uh, I'm a bit distracted. I've got a lot going on. I got a lot of trades going on right now as we speak. So um, you've caught me right at 12 or 1130 when we start this in the midst of some trading action. Okay. All right, let's get to it. Armor Report stands for Algorithmic Risk Management Research. If there's anything you take away from these live streams is that you've got to protect capital first, capture upside second. And I've been trying since the 5th of August to tell you guys you've got to protect capital. Now, I've been expressing this in a couple of ways. You can go to my website, rosenthalcapital.com, and you're going to see two sections designed to help you manage your risk. One's our risk monitor. We have algorithms designed for the volatility of the top six indexes that we follow to manage all of our investing risk. These are exchange-traded funds of the S&P, SPY, the Dow, DIA, Small Cap Index, IWM, the NASDAQ 100, QQQ, the Momentum Index, MTUM, and the IBD50, FFTY. Those six indexes help us determine when to raise cash and protect assets and when to put capital to work and buy weakness. So if you follow our website and you follow me on Twitter, at Brett Rosenthal, B-R-E-T Rosenthal, you're going to know that on the 5th, we were in a complete maximum cash position. All of our algorithms told us volatility is too fierce, risk is too high, reward from this juncture is not acceptable enough to take this risk. And what I said to you on this live stream back then was whatever that means for you. I can't tell you how to invest. I don't know you. I can't tell you how much cash to hold. I don't know your risk tolerance. But I said to you then, whatever cash position you w- or you're willing to hold, now's the time. Then the market ripped higher. So I did get some, some subscriber questions wanting to know that I think I was a little early on that call. What was I going to do now? Well, I'm here to tell you I was not early on that call. I can't know from day to day when Donald Trump is going to make a tweet about China and the market will rip higher. It can do that at any moment. What I'm trying to do is manage risk over a longer period of time, not just a day trade. The fact was we went from all-time highs 
to an 18-year downtrend in six trading days. Okay? Then the market ripped higher because Trump said something about China and blah, 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 and so all the shorts start covering and the algos go crazy when they see that story go across the tape. It was also Tuesday. And you may recall on Monday I said to you, turnaround Tuesday is tomorrow. Let's see how the market acts. Because I said to you on Monday, and I've been, I've been titling my live streams. I couldn't be more clear about this. Stock market crash 2019, how to trade and invest. I've been writing that title since the 5th of August. So this should not be a surprise to you that the market volatility has gone through the roof. Now, truth be told, I haven't been predicting a bear market. I said stock market crash to jog you awake, to tell you something's changing. Okay? I put this image of a bear paw to wake you up to the fact that footprints paw prints are developing that should make you concerned. Anybody calling the beginning of a bear market over the last seven years has been horribly wrong. Over the last 10 years, it's been a joke. Central banks have been supporting the market. So traditional um, behavior that would lead to a bear market has been um, stymied by a by an unprecedented amount of liquidity and cash in the system. So it would be both arrogant and um, a little crazy for me to sit here and say, this is the start of a bear market. I really don't know that. Nobody knows that. But what I can do for you on this call and what I try to do on, the, on, on every call is to help you understand how to manage your risk. And the bear paws are starting to show up. Let's go over. Not in any particular order. But let's start with the small cap index. And I'm going to show you another chart of the small cap index. Here it is. Okay. I hope you are seeing the small cap index now. The top of my head there. All right. There's a small cap index. You can see that it's now breaking down below this neckline. I put this chart up on Monday with a question mark at the end of these arrows saying, I don't know if it's going to break down, but it's breaking down today as we speak. This is a major head and shoulders pattern unfolding on the small cap index. Now, the reason why that's important, as I've always said, small caps are the canary in the coal mine. They go down first and hardest in a bear market. And the reason is because of how stock market uh, participants behave. Most institutions, most capital is geared towards big cap stocks. So only the most aggressive guys go after the smaller cap names. 
And so when you get a market sell-off, there's not enough institutional support of a small cap name versus, let's say, how much institutional support there is for Apple shares or Facebook shares or what have you, Amazon shares, whatever. So when you have big institutions supporting the stock, when it comes down a certain amount, they keep buying. They have long-term time horizons, and they buy weakness. They don't look at small caps like that. So when they start to go down in a bear market, they get crushed. So that's always the first place to look. And it's the first place I short if I'm trying to hedge the rest of my portfolio. And so it's breaking down, and I've highlighted that. Let's talk about some fundamental reasons and some fundamental bear paws that are showing up. Turnaround Tuesday is very important. In the last, I don't know how many years, but certainly in the last five, and it seems more and more and more so over the last couple of years, okay? The market rallies on Tuesdays for whatever reasons. I, I don't know. And yesterday it was an innocuous tweet from Trump saying, you know, they're going to delay uh, tariffs until the 15th on certain products and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, there's a lot of money run on algorithms that are just crawling news feeds. And when they see something that is considered positive on the trade front, they start buying the indexes. It's stupid. But it ripped the market higher yesterday. So it looked like Turnaround Tuesday happened again. But Turnaround Tuesday happens and usually leads to higher prices throughout the week. And instead, Turnaround Tuesday has been immediately wiped out on Wednesday. That's a bear paw. We don't normally see that type of action. Take it a step further. What turned it around? It was a Trump-China tweet. And the very next day, it's been erased. So that, quote, positive tweet has been erased in a day. That is a bear paw. We haven't seen that before. Usually positive tweets lead to a market rally of X amount of days or weeks. So the shelf life of a positive tweet all of a sudden is very short. That's a bear paw. We're looking for a change in market behavior to corroborate the breakdown in small caps, which is the canary. So then we have a typically strong Tuesday reversed on Wednesday. We have typically positive trade talks reversed immediately on Wednesday. These are very um, negative signs because they're a shift. Don't forget gold and silver. I talked to you about that the last couple of, of live streams. Those Assets are breaking out of major downtrends and are in rip-roaring rally modes. I'm looking for entry points. I can't get involved. They're just skyrocketing. That suggests that there's fear in the marketplace. Something, something out there is, is um, perhaps it's, you know, I really don't know. I don't want to fear monger. I don't know why those, stock, those assets are ripping higher. Obviously, there's a concern about global growth. Let's go to the next major bear paw. We have a yield curve inversion, guys. The twos and the tens. I tweeted it first thing this morning. I think it was like 6 o'clock in the morning I tweeted. At Brett Rosenthal. Follow me on Twitter. Okay, you'll get these updates. That's a major problem. By now, you've heard all over financial news 
that every time you get a two in 10 inversion, you get a recession in the future, in the very near future. So now everyone's calling for the Fed to cut by 50 basis points in September. So we have a yield curve inversion, precious metal prices skyrocketing. The market is now in a show me mode, not a tweet me mode about Trump and China. And it appears as if, and here's another paw print, it appears as if the market really believes that the Fed's now behind the curve and the market doesn't trust that Chairman Powell will be able to get up in front of the curve. They're behind it now. And so that put on the market that Fed not sure that's the right word I'm looking for, but that, con- that concern or that belief that the Fed's always there to bail out the market seems to be waning. People now feel the Fed maybe is behind. If you look at what Powell's done since he became chairman, it seems like he doesn't even know what he's doing. He raises rates and he lowers rates, talks about we need to be, have a, a higher rates because the economy is great. Then the market drops 25% and comes out and says, we got to start lowering rates. Now it seems like the market says, show me, don't tell me, just like the market is saying, show me, don't tweet me to Trump and China. And guess what? We're entering that beautiful time period for bears. August, September, October, it's, it's, those are the ugly months, guys. And we have this window now for the market to sell off into, into the next Fed meeting. The Fed's not there. Where's the Fed? They're not going to make a decision until sometime in September. So you have this vacuum, this void. These are all the issues. I'm sure there's more, but these are the paw prints that I'm sharing with you today that help you understand why I've been titling these videos since the 5th of August, Stock Market Crash 2019. I don't know how far down the market will go, okay? I'm not gonna get aggressively short. So now let's get to the part of this conversation where we talk about how to trade and invest your portfolio by sharing with you what I'm doing with my portfolio and for people I manage money for. Okay. Number one, well, yeah, but before I get to that, let me just add one more thing. So we have the risk on, risk off monitor. I told you on the fifth that risk off across the board. And then I told you when the market reversed higher that of the six indexes, a couple gave us risk on buy signals. But I don't change our stance until all six tell us to put risk on within a 48-hour window of each other, okay? I call that confluence. And this is a perfect example of why. In case you weren't unsure of what I was trying to express to you, you'll understand it now. We got to take this, guys. Talk to me, Goose. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm on a call right now. Can I give you a call back? Oh, okay. Okay, so um, 
This is the importance of confluence. Just because one or two of the indexes look like maybe we should get involved, like NASDAQ 100. Boy, I saw people talking about how NASDAQ closed above the 50-day moving average. Time to put money back to work. In fact, one of my favorite um, um, news sources, which is the Investor's Business Daily, which I've been a um, um, I've been an important – I've been reading uh, Investor's Business Daily. See, I'm involved in trades right now, guys. You heard order filled. Maybe you heard that. Um, so I have to pay attention a bit. Um, okay. I, I've been following the William O'Neill style of investing since I got into this business over 30 years ago. I've been to multiple seminars. I really believe – in the William O'Neill style of investing, and that's why I've always read the Investor's Business Daily. And I, and I think that their guidance on market direction with their follow-through days, for those of you who understand what I'm saying, um, you, you'll, you'll understand this conversation more than those of you who don't. So I suggest if you're a beginner and you don't know what I'm talking about, subscribe to the Investor's Business Daily. Go to the website, ibd.com. Um, get the book, How to Make Money in Stocks by William O'Neill. It's the Bible, and you'll understand what I'm about to say. Um, a follow-through day occurred in the market. I think it was yesterday. And so O'Neill was coming out today saying, hey, it's time to buy stocks because it's a follow-through day. And going back to 1903, no bull market ever um, um, commenced without a follow-through day. Now, they say that not every follow-through day works, but you have to have a follow-through day in order to get a bull market. Okay? So they said a follow-through day was yesterday. Our algorithms are telling us that's not a follow-through day we want to be participating in because we don't have confluence across all the indexes. All we have is the NASDAQ 100. Order filled. Okay. Those guys, if you're hearing those order fills, that's the algorithm that day trades. Okay. So we just got long for a very short period of time in here on a double bottom to see if we were going to bounce off of those lows. We don't, we get right out. But those day trading algorithms, I trade this S&P and the, NASDAQ, um, and the NASDAQ 100, yes. And what we look to do there is buy weakness. So when the market's getting crushed, we look for little openings because the reward is so enormous if you get those trades right. But I digress. So confluence is very important. The follow-through day yesterday is going to be probably negated today with today's action unless there's some rem remarkable rally. So I also wanted to add this one last piece as a paw print for me personally. What I've noticed, I've got a 15-year uh, track record using these algorithms, okay, um, and back-tested it extensively. And what I find is that when we get a couple of these indexes giving us a risk-on opportunity that's not confirmed by the other indexes within 48 hours, and we get an immediate stop loss out of those positions, when I say stop loss, I don't, I'm not buying them, the, but the, the computer is saying to us, hey, this could be an opportunity, but it always has a stop. So today, the NASDAQ is going to get blown out of that position. Just yesterday, the strategy told us the S&P should be bought at the close. Now, we're not doing that because there's no confluence. Do you understand? So there's individual algorithms, and then there's the master algorithm that looks at confluence and tells us how to manage our risk. I hope this isn't confusing. But so what, 
makes me very bearish and why I'm going to get to you in, to, to this in a minute, how I'm trading and investing right now, is that when we get these single indexes that give us a buy opportunity that immediately gets stopped out literally the next day, statistically speaking, there's a significant probability the market's going lower. Significant. Now, the day's not over yet. We might have a huge rally in here. I don't know. We'll see. But if the day ends anywhere near here and we are stopped out of those single algorithms, then probabilities are probably somewhere above 90% that the market will go lower. That's not a guarantee, right? There's 10% that I could be wrong and it'll rocket higher because uh, China announces overnight they're cutting a deal with the U.S. So this whole conversation will be moot. But, you know, I can't manage money worried about that. So here's the S&P. Just to give you a quick look there. Let me stretch it across the screen a little bit. There, see that? Okay, so this yellow area and that green line is the 200-day moving average. It, you know, it would be completely normal for the S&P to drop at least the 200-day. And that wouldn't even really disturb the uptrend. So I'm not saying this is some type of new bear market. I don't know that yet. We'll only know that in retrospect. It could just be a, a continuation of the correction that started um, at the beginning of August. And we're going to go back down, make new lows, test the 200-day moving average, and then see what the Fed does in September. It could be like that. Okay, so let's get to managing money now. For aggressive accounts, and you can follow this on our website, you can see that there's four in, um, uh, model portfolios at interactive brokers, conservative, balanced, aggressive, and index only. That index-only account is a long-only account, so it's 100% cash. The aggressive portfolio, 50% short right now, split between small caps and the NASDAQ 100. Small caps, we entered the day with a large short position on IWM, and we've initiated a short position on the triple Qs. Now, this is – okay, and then if you go to the balanced accounts and conservative accounts, we have short positions that we entered the day with on the small cap index. We don't have any NASDAQ 100 yet, um, and the positions are smaller commensurate to the, to the size of, of the accounts. Um, but it's not for everybody. Shorting is not for everybody. And honestly, I strongly would advise against shorting. There's nothing wrong with holding cash as the market plummets. You're outperforming every day. Nothing wrong with that. Wait to buy the weakness. Wait to get the next buy signal. I've got all these paw prints that tell us a bear market could be coming. But here's the biggest problem with that bear market theory. Where else is the money going to go? Interest rates on 30-year bonds that I see, it was below 2% today. Where are you going to put your money? So we still have a boatload of cash out there, nowhere to put it. So can the market sell off hard for a couple months like it did last year? NASDAQ dropped 25% in three months? Absolutely. So we could get that. But is that a traditional 6 to 9 to 12-month bear market? I don't know how you get a traditional six to nine to 12 month bear market unless Fed, the Fed's literally tightening the money, money supply and raising rates. 
And the Fed's not doing that. They just cut rates. They just reduced they just stopped reducing their balance sheet, and no doubt they're going to cut rates again in September and perhaps start increasing their balance sheet. So don't get carried away with some type of massive bear market that's coming. Don't get carried away with my title that says stock market crash 2019. I, I mean, look, I need to wake you guys up. Okay? So I'm using that terminology. I'm not arrogant enough to actually believe I know when a crash is coming. But unless I put that in the title, no one listens. Everyone just thinks the market goes up. Fed's always there to support us. What we have now is the market is saying we think the Fed's behind the curve and we don't trust Chairman Powell. What we have now is the, Fed, is the market saying we don't know what Donald Trump is doing and tweets aren't going to save this market anymore. So I'm out there protecting capital. I've got cash. I have small short positions in certain accounts. Some conservative accounts, I don't even have short positions. Just cash. And I'm holding dividend-paying stocks because as interest rates continue to plummet, even though those stocks are down today because the whole market's getting wrecked, and so it doesn't matter what the stock is, they're all going down. But I've got AT&T and Verizon and names like that in my account, Philip Morris. Okay, these things are paying 5 6% yields. That will be money good over time, even if the market implodes in here. So what I'm doing for a lot of accounts is putting some short positions on to hedge those dividend payers so I can keep collecting my yield. In my aggressive account, that's where I'm most short, where I'm trying to literally turn a profit by being short and not just hedge a portfolio, but literally book, you know, make, make money being short. Okay, But that's just for a certain handful of guys, and it's just for aggressive guys. So be careful is what I would say to you about that, okay? Don't, don't be too aggressive, okay? Um, I, I guess that wraps it up. How would I um, end with this thought? I will be my most aggressive short if the market closes somewhere here or lower. I'll have all the short I'm going to want to carry by the end of today, Um Typically speaking, if the S&P and the NASDAQ you know, take out the lows of yesterday, um, statistically speaking, there's a high probability the market will be going lower. Um, we're watching small caps break below that neckline of a major head and shoulders pattern. That's a serious problem. We have yield inversion. That's a serious problem. We have precious metals skyrocketing, suggesting um, serious financial issues that are they're in the marketplace. Um, so please continue to protect your assets, something I've been begging you to do since the beginning of August. Please do that. Now, I know all of you want me to talk about cannabis. I will. I'm going to have a special. Um, usually I'm only on the air Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 1130 to 12. I'm going to come on the air tomorrow at 1130 for a special cannabis episode. We're going to go over Charlotte's Web's earnings announcement today along with the announcements of Tilray and, and, and True Leave and um, uh, Canopy, which is happening tonight. And so I'm going to cover all that tomorrow in a special bonus coverage of just the cannabis investing feed. Needless to say, if the markets are imploding like this, I'm not holding MJ anymore. Okay? Stops have already been hit there. I don't care how great I think an investment theme is. If the market's imploding, I don't need to hold stocks, particularly not stocks that are aggressive in nature like these stocks. 
So I'm, I am uh, um, circling the wagons if you haven't figured that out yet. Okay. And that means everything um, um, has to go. That's not tied down. Okay. Now, do I have some long-term positions I might hold here or there? Sure. If I could figure out a way to hedge it, but I'm using tight stops so I can avoid significant capital destruction. Okay, guys, if you like this, please like it. Don't forget that helps me out on, on YouTube. Certainly comment. If you got questions, I'll try to get to it. Any cannabis questions, I'll try to answer tomorrow. And certainly subscribe. We're close to 200 subscribers, and you're going to find out exactly what's in my portfolio in the cannabis space when we get to that number, guys. Anybody who is a subscriber to the Armor Report, don't forget to go to our website and subscribe to the free Armor Report. I'll share with you information that I don't share necessarily on these live feeds every day. All right? I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Good luck out there.